Lucas. 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 Will you listen? Right, we're professional. Very professional. Let's let's start. Do you want to kick off? Yes, welcome. Hello, this is Look Good, Will You Listen? I'm Neve Bennett, he's Al Dunn, and we are chatting to each other during the pandemic because, let's face it, the only way to talk these days is via a podcast. Yeah. So we have six different topics. So we have three different topics. <laughs> we do uh, current affairs, we do culture, and we have a wild card. And we come with two, we come with our stories, uh, we bring them together, and one person doesn't know what the other person is going to say. And. It is a hilarious and entertaining mix of, of spontaneous and authentic reactions. I'll tell you what, just for anyone who's listening for the first yes. time, I'll do the actual, the, the written intro. Is that okay? Yes. Yeah. yeah um, I, should write, I should write it down. Like, I know that I'm not there in person, but if I just wrote it down. Yeah, but then, you know, you'd have to write it down. Uh, two old radio heads gone through six subjects in around 30 minutes with their opinions and stories thrown in. Bear in mind, we don't know what each other's subjects are. So we do three each. Um, uh, one is news loosely uh, the other is um, what do we do we do culture and then we do a wild card where we can talk about just about anything and you're welcome to contribute look at at uniquemedia.ie or tweet look at podcast on twitter and social media mail will get that and she'll tell us uh, <laughs> she'll write a letter to us and tell us what you're saying thank you social have you media have you checked your, your your social media at all over the last while I'm not a social media person no I know that yeah um, I, I I will. Okay. <laughs> Actually, Kevin was very nice last week. He said, uh, why is it only 30 minutes? It should be longer. That's I think. very generous. It's very kind. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Kevin. That's I think 30 minutes of, of the pair of us is, is more than enough. Thank you very Quite much. Quite enough. <laughs> yes, I will tell you, your internet is much better this week. Yes, I had humans coming out on Tuesday to fix my internet. And so it is infinitely superior. And even the, the, the quality of the, of the picture. Uh, just for, for the benefit of... For the benefit of the listeners, um, Neve is 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 has moved. You're you're down the I've country. I've moved house. Mm. I live in Westmeath, and I live in essentially in the middle of the woods. Neve, 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 Neve. That's the reason you had to move because the the witness protection people program, the, the the people who were chasing you, found where you were. So don't tell them. I can't comment on any of those details, <laughs> or on my exact whereabouts. Am I in Westmeath or am I in Oahu? Nobody oh. knows. Oh, I see what Nobody you did there. Knows. I see what you did there. But I've moved house. <laughs> yes. And I now have better internet. Exactly. So that is, is a powerful thing. Which you la- can do anything when you have a, a cute dog. And, and internet. Yes. Exactly. And, and well, I am going to kill her today because she did bark all night. <laughs> but, um, for the yes. first time in her whole life, she, she found her voice, which is a beautiful thing. She found it at 11.30 last night and she, she she's now having a lovely sleep because she can. Yeah. And, Nobody and, else can. <laughs> Good to see you're still angry. Um, it's funny, you know, when, when, when we uh, connected initially, I said, Neve, you're looking great. You, you look like you're great color. You, you look, you, you know, so, <laughs> I'm not good at all. I mean, I'm like, it's lack of sleep and anger. I'm running on. <laughs> yes, um, exactly. yes. So I just, I thought around, around two o'clock was my breaking point. And I have head, I have earplugs that are like industrial. This is what builders use. I yes. have really good earplugs, uh, but she has a very particular pitch that, penetrates anything. So Bear in mind, this dog is about four inches high. And has a bark of a Doberman. Yes. Yeah, she's a great guard dog, in voice only. Okay, <laughs> she wouldn't be much use other than that. No. Shall we start? We're about four minutes in. Yes. In Ohio, 
people who get a COVID vaccine are entered into a draw for one million dollars. That's my current affairs story. Mm -hmm. So this I read in the journal on Thursday. The state is giving them one million dollar prize every week for five weeks in a lottery open to residents who have received at least one dose of a vaccine. So not only do they get protection from COVID, but they potentially get a million dollars. I don't know if you have to pay tax on it that kind of a thing if you win it in the lottery in America. I don't know. But still, that is pretty amazing. I would like to be in that draw. I would also like to get a vaccine. <laughs> I would pay for a vaccine. You don't need to put me in a draw. Yes. But the Ohio governor, who I'm going to call Mike DeWine. Probably because that's his name. That's his name. I don't know. I assume... I don't know if it's like a German W. Anyway, anyway look, his name is Mike. And he's tweeting that... Uh, anyone over the age of 18 is eligible to win a million dollars. He says, I know that some might say, you're crazy. This million dollar draw idea of yours is a waste of money. But truly, the real waste at this point in the the pandemic, when the vaccine is readily available to anyone who wants it. Oh no, he's doing a kind of a split sentencing. The real waste when the vaccine is available is a life lost to COVID. Fair enough, Republican governor. Um, it's It's a pretty big prize, but you don't need to worry if you are under 18 because instead of a million dollars, you could win full four-year scholarship to one of Ohio's state universities, which is another really, really valuable prize. So that's mm. absolutely nuts. Um, but I would like to... <sighs> She's <me>. awake. <laughs> <laughs> I would like... There's nowhere in this house that she, she can be put that will shut her up. I mean, you're not going out now. You've disgraced yourself on air. You've disgraced us. <laughs> You let us die down again. Mm. Go to sleep. If it's not um, David Stevie, so it's not David Stevie. So yeah. you're you're looking for your you're looking for your million dollars for your uh, for your to vaccine. To get my vaccine, I'm looking for American citizenship so I can go and move to Ohio before May 26th, which is when the first draw is going to be uh, pulled. And I want yeah, I want both a vaccine and a ticket into that lottery because well, that sounds like a good deal. I'm getting mine done today. That is a big, exciting and wonderful day. I'm very happy for you. Thank you very much. But uh, I'm not being entered into the draw. I'm feeling a little bit left out now. Sorry, was I supposed to make a comment there like, Oh, Al, how could you be getting it? You're only in your 30s. <laughs> Are yes. you shipping the Listen, queue? No, no, no. Yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you, Neve. We'll, we'll, we'll get that edited so that <laughs> as soon as I say blang, you'll come back in with, Oh, Al, oh, Al. how could you possibly be? <laughs> Aren't you younger like my, than me? Didn't you like my delivery? Yeah. I thought it was very authentic. Listen. I was going stage school on it there. Yeah, very much. And I could see the jazz hands the whole lot. Oh, yeah. Very impressive. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's you... a huge day, and I'm really excited for you. How do you feel about getting your vaccine today? I'm delighted to get it. And you're even wearing a T-shirt. I've never, ever seen you in a T-shirt. So that they have easy access, just so they don't miss. That's it. I've lots of t- This is my Watford T-shirt. Oh, wonderful. I can, I can actually see that through the, through the camera, yes. <laughs> That's a, a beautiful thing to, to Exactly. And uh, No, I normally, normally workwear would be a shirt, you see. But yes. uh, <clears throat> at yes. the weekend, I do wear T-shirts in, in, indeed, but we've never worked together at the weekend. That's true. I cannot imagine you, well, previous to this day, I could not have imagined you in anything other than a pinstripe shirt. I should hope so, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologise for the musical interludes. Now listen, once we don't have to pay royalties on them, we're, we're happy enough. As you well know, the royalties on, <clears throat> excuse me, on the music for any podcast is pretty high. Pretty high, but if you won the Ohio oh, lottery, yeah. 
we could afford to. We could, we could get so we could get we could get branded things. We could get like Rolling Stone songs. We could afford to get a real song. A real song. Because the the music <laughs> to, the music we use under us is just uh, it's library music, which we which, which we obviously pay for, but uh, it's oh, much cheaper yes. than real songs. Or we could commission music to be, to be created for us. Yes, indeed. Not Actually, dog. hold on for a second. Yes. Yeah, you're you're a, a top music person, top as in music person. yeah, you you play the you 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 teach and play the piano. I have friends who write jingles. Actually, I don't know what they'd be looking for for a jingle for. Yeah, us, well, but... hang on. And Dave is a musician as well. Yeah, he writes thoughtful, meaningful songs that come from the heart. I don't know if he does the commercial stuff. Yeah. It's very hard to get Dave to have lack of of authenticity and integrity. Like he's one of those annoying people. Like everything has to be, you know. As to have a lot of passion behind it. And normally like, we just oh. say offer him money, but we don't have yeah, money to offer him. <laughs> that would know. I'll but see. I'll see what he can come up with. Tell him it's meaningful. Yeah, I will. It's meaningful to us. Yeah, exactly. Don't tell him what it's Absolutely. for. Just tell him it's being commissioned. Um, yeah. And and let's okay. see let's see what he comes up with. Let's see what he comes up with. He can come up with a different one every week. Exactly. Um, what is your current affairs piece? Because I know that you've got cut off the last few weeks because I've been rambling. I've been very happy to be cut off. I've, I've, I've a good been few, very upset about it. I have a good few bits now this week. But, but this okay. one uh, it harks back to the, the self-driving cars from last week. Yes, a very interesting and slightly disturbing story. This is, um, and it's it's not particularly uplifting. Um, the autopilot function on a Tesla car involved in a fatal crash in Texas was not available at the time. So the car was going around the corner and um, didn't go around the corner. What do you need to have autopilot in the car? I presume... Like, do you need internet access? Well, that, that's I, I don't know because I, I just found this. I presume you do... Um, I mean, Tesla were claiming that uh, that they had it turned off, um, but the the findings say the autopilot was not available on the road where the accident actually happened. I would like to know exactly what that means, and this is the precise reason that I feel very weird about letting any car drive me rather than me driving it. I, I like the control. I tend to agree, and and there's also uh, that the the cops were saying that one person was in the passenger seat, one person in the back, nobody in the driver's seat. That is also a little disturbing to me. It's just, like, the optics are weird. Yes, <clears throat> because, I mean, we had this last week. I don't think I could sit in in a car, <clears throat> excuse me, that, that was being a self-driving car. It one, It's one thing sitting in the, in the driver's seat, but it, you, you wouldn't get in by yourself and sit in the passenger seat, or would you? I wouldn't. I can see it being incredibly useful to a load of people going forward that would give them a lot of freedom. Uh, like for example I had a wonderful music teacher who had such bad arthritis that she couldn't drive and she used to always get driven everywhere and she used, she used to always say she was waiting for the self-driving cars and, um, and that's an amazing thing but I wouldn't be jumping into the backseat just yet that's the thing you see and I, I think even even with that if, if you if you sit in the in the driver's seat you feel like if anything happens you have a bit of control you can take control yes but I also think that you probably would just get very used to the fact that it's driving itself and take no notice. Yeah, I like the alertness of driving. Also, I remember reading a study that I'm going to quote horribly incorrectly at the moment uh, years ago, but it was it was kind of sad. It was like one of the only things that we do with our motor skills during the day is commute to work. A lot of people who do these long commutes and they don't have time to work out and they don't get time to use their brain in any other way than they just, you know, go to work, do the work. So if the it was I think it was an anti not an anti but just a exploration of the potentials of of 
driverless cars. It was like, don't take away the one thing that uses a little bit of different brain power, Stevie, and motor skills. And that actually it was doing people a bit of good to have to think on the road and to have to drive because they were not doing anything else. Yeah, that's a fair point. But so, I think, as we both said last week, we both like, we, we actually like driving. Like the control, let's face it. I don't know if it's even the control, but just uh, <laughs> the, the, the actual, the, the, the whole driving thing. I just like driving a car. I like the experience of driving. Mm. I do. I've always enjoyed driving and I've been really lucky, as I said last week, I've never gotten to any driving incidents yes. and I hope to keep it that way. Okay. Unlike some people. I mean, indeed. And let's yes. not go there. Um, right, let's go on to the culture, which is, uh, we'll get off the, the self-driving car thing. So it's getting a little bit warmer. It's been, let's face it, a bit disappointing so far. But I'm, I have big, I always, I don't know if this is just me being in denial, but I always think like a bad March, April, May, hopefully we're saving something up for the summer. So I decided to, to talk about summer culture. Oh, excuse me, <laughs> I, yes. Ice cream. Okay. Part of our summers. And for me, summer means going to Teddy's in Dunleary, getting a 99, extra red sauce, whatever that red sauce is. I never know if it's like strawberry. Blood. Or blood. Blood. Yeah. I like blood on my ice cream yeah. and I want extra and then I want to jump into the 40 foot. That's what that's summer to me. So I, I found some random facts about ice cream. Ooh. To get us in the mood. Yeah. Uh, it was actually, it goes back quite far before milk-based ice creams were introduced in the 10th century. So we've had, a, you know, a millennium of ice cream. Mm -hmm. The summer treat was made from ice, which I also like. I like shaved ice. Now, we don't really do that here so much, but I really like it. Industrial production of ice cream began back in 1851 in Boston in the United States. And the spreading of American-made ice cream for military troops during World War II was a moment when the entire world accepted ice cream as the perfect summertime treat. Largest worldwide consumption of ice cream, probably not surprising, is the US, where yep. the average person consumes 48 pints of ice cream per year, which sounds like the whole heap of ice cream. Like, that's consistently... Like you want to be doing almost a pint a week at that point. That's impressive. It is. 90% of American households eat ice cream, and they obviously eat quite a bit. The biggest ice cream sundae was created in Canada, in Edmonton in 1988, which weighed 24 tons. Whoa. What happened to it afterwards? I don't know. Did anyone eat it? Hmm. I don't know. Sticking his beak in, Christopher Columbus, as per usual, always there at the forefront of any of really, really important global discovery. He, you know, the ice cream recipe came to North America after it was discovered by Christopher Columbus. I don't know how he discovered it. I don't know if he just nicked it off someone. Or, well, it's or probably what. the same way he, he discovered America. You know what I mean? It's, it's not like it wasn't already there. Now it is mine. Um, cones, Do you know what? If, if had I closed my ears, I could yes. have been in Italy. <laughs> he was. I know he, he oh. left from Spain, but I think he was Italian, wasn't he? Italian ice cream is absolutely... The, just that beautiful, smooth gelato. It's so good. Mm. Um, cones were invented. Again, America has a lot to, to um, you know, to take credit for yep. here. 1904 World's Fair in St. Louis. Or did they say St. Louis? I, I don't think, know. I think both, actually. I don't know. But there's a movie called Meet Me in St. Louis, and I call it St. Louis. Mm. So that's what we're saying today. Um, that's where they invented the cone when an ice cream vendor had to get help from a waffle vendor uh, because of the large demand for ice cream. 
and together they made history. And now we have ice cream cones. I'm not a huge fan of a cone. I don't you know, mind a cone. Yeah. Like, I don't mind a cone. It's, it's more of a receptacle than something I'm really excited to eat. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, one of the most unusual ice cream flavors is hot dog flavor, which was also God created might. in the US. Don't know if you should be proud of that one. Created in Arizona. Hot and dog in- flavor ice cream. Man. Yes, yeah. I mean, pistachio is even pushing it for me. Yeah. But over her lifetime, one dairy cow can produce enough milk for 9,000 gallons of ice cream. And I could go on, because who doesn't want to talk about ice cream? But it's time for me to put down the microphone and <laughs> go and get a 99. I, I wasn't thinking of an ice cream, but now as soon as I get my jab later on, I'll have an ice cream after. I just think you could do an awful lot worse than a 99. Well, even though they cost, they cost about three quid now, don't they? Or more. My my daughters went to I think it was Bushy Park uh, last summer. When uh, was it last summer? When it, during one of the lockdowns, right? And they were charged a fiver each for these things that should have cost about twenty pence. A fiver for ice cream. If you're going with a family of four people, yeah. that's twenty quid. Absolutely, it was a total and for a utter treat. Yeah. That's mental. Although Bushy Park is where it's at these days. Every time I drive by it, it's full of people on a Saturday and full of cars. And there's even signs up being saying, respect our residents that our neighbours stop parking in our gaffs. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't say it that way, but it says that's something to That's exactly what it says. That, that, that was, exactly That's what, what it would say in D6 or 6W, whichever it is. 6W, mm. I think. I think it's a kind of the cusp of, yeah, it's just 6W, I think. Um, but enough about my knowledge of... Of six W and <laughs> exactly that makes for a very interesting podcast. We must do the, the postcode podcast, the Aircode podcast, sponsored by somebody. God, I'm already bored. I'm already <laughs> upset by that. Um, right, uh, next. Um, that was your culture. So my culture. Yes. I've real culture. I've got a couple of real top culture. T- a couple of top tens, and I want you to take your pick. Okay. Oh, because you're a fan me. of a top ten. I'm a fan of a top 10. The top 10 people who died broke or the top 10 saddest songs? <laughs> it's very uplifting. Um, you've really gone for a happy theme today. <laughs> exactly. uh, I'm going to go for the top 10 people who died broke. You know, I thought you might. Yeah, I'm interested. It, it's better, but <clears throat> I've only got like some of them I didn't know. Okay. So I won't do the 10. Okay. Give me that the highlights. Right. We will. So, and, and not necessarily in order. Marvin Gaye. Oh, yeah. By the end of his life, he was at least $9.2 million in debt. Before that, he had wow. escaped to Europe to avoid paying the IRS at least $4.5 million in back taxes. And isn't his estate getting money for suing people for ripping off his music at the moment? Very, I don't know. Very possibly. He abused drugs for quite some time and he had a couple of divorces and whatever. And, but um, he, he, was, get you. he was actually shot by his father. That's how he died. Oh, yeah. Um, poor old Marvin. But I, I didn't have a movie about that. Yeah. No, more than most of the guys here. They're, they're worth a lot more dead than they were alive. Which is very sad. It is too. Judy Garland. Yeah. Did she? Not a she was not a she penny. Was, uh, not a penny. God, that's desperate, and she's such an icon. And so many people have made so much money off her. I imagine since this is it. She she uh, was a lady who was known to abuse the drugs as well. She was a victim of yes. embezzlement after her managers wow. mismanaged her cash. Uh, she made millions. She suffered financial woes and a struggle with drug addiction. By the time she died of an overdose at 47, she sold off 47. her fancy Bel Air home. She had four million in unpaid debts. 
and her death caused much controversy according to this since even her inheritances couldn't be fulfilled. That is tragic. That's not what she deserved. No, a fantastic voice. Um, and I didn't know this one, Mickey Rooney. Do you remember Mickey Rooney? Uh, refresh me. He was an act. He was like a a, a a child actor in the in the silent movies, and then became one. He would have been one of the big stars of the forties, thirties, forties, and fifties. And he would he would have made movies with Judy Garland actually. And like he would have been on TV until his death, and he would have only died. Um, it says here 2014 actually is when he died but uh, he, he he had eight divorces eight eight that will get you you gotta be very like after three you need to start learning your lesson yeah um, he just he left behind medical bills and back taxes but the eight divorces I think was the thing that really messed him up one word prenup yes. what prenup prenup oh, yeah, yeah prenup Mickey indeed get it done um, the next one you'll know this guy I think Gary Coleman Yes, really? Yeah, you remember? Did he? From Different Strokes. I absolutely love Different Strokes. I used to run home every... Whatever day every it was Every evening. On. I, think it, I think it was literally every day it was on. At the age of about five and six, I used to run home from the school at the top of the road to go and watch Different Strokes. He couldn't have been that old, because well, he was... He, well, he wasn't a kid, you see. He was, he was, um, he, he had, um, what was it, thyroid issues or something, which kept him uh, quite small, okay. um, which was great because it meant he could still keep playing the kid, even though he was, he was a lot older than, than he would have said. Um, he was making $100,000 an episode uh, back in the day, and that was the 80s, so lots of, lots of... Uh, wow. Indeed. Uh, he sued his parents, lawyers, and agents for mismanaging his estate, and he won in 1993, got $1.3 million. Um, but... Uh, by 1999 he filed for bankruptcy um, and he was forced to rely on goodwill by the time he died in 2010 he was dead broke dead broke he left about 70,000 uh, in debt very sad ending wow that is really sad and I've just done a quick google search and it says he died at 42 there you go wow well at 42 that's terribly sad yeah um, and is this the last one? I think it might be. Um, who do you think? Well, no, it's not fair. Uh, Michael, Jack- <laughs> Michael Jackson. Yes, Michael Jackson. And I assume that's a lot to do with the court cases. Um, I, I don't know. He, he sold. He, he, he was a huge. He was a huge spender. Spender. Big um, spender. He sold 750 million albums when he died in 2009. Uh, he owed half a million to the tax man. And for a short time, his estate was bankrupt. Really? Well, he was when he when he when he died. <clears throat> he had signed up to do, I think it was fifty concerts. Was it fifty concerts yes. in Wembley Stadium? Huge. And he was he was he was uh, doing doing the um, the uh, the bit of work before he went over. Yes, yes, and he was going to have this big kind of one last hurrah. Yeah, to to make himself a few quid. Um, I mean, as luck would have it, blah, 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 blah. His legacy turned into profit when Sony paid $250 million to extend the artist's back catalogue. Uh, that sorted all his all, all his money problems, although uh, he wasn't around that, at that stage, so it didn't really matter to him. Wow. I did not realise that he was in financial peril. Big it's time. He was over here. I remember, um, it could have been two or three years before he died, he... He rented a, a big house in, in Wicklow and was down there. It could have been for six months. 
I remember that there was one day that Michael Jackson went into the bookshop in Dunleary. Right. And it was all it was all closed and it was a big deal and everyone was like, Oh, Michael Jackson's in the bookshop. There you go. And it all it all felt like you'd be in a zoo. You're sort of outside. And I wasn't standing outside waiting for Michael Jackson, I was literally passing. Yeah, and that's what yeah. you say, Neve. <laughs> yeah. Um what was he doing in Ireland? I think he just came over with the, with the two kids and spent some time here. What are the kids like? How? What? Where's their money? Presumably, they they are they are they would have inherited his uh, his debt. Yeah, exactly. Well, at this stage, uh, the two hundred fifty million that Sony paid uh, for his back catalogue, okay. they they presumably would have would have got, and are uh, they have the few quid now? Okay. Um, yes, another uh, another disaster story, and f- from an awful lot of angles. And exactly, I'll tell reason. you what. I'll tell you what. Right next week, I'll make sure yes. I get some more uplifting stories. <laughs> no, I actually quite like the. Quite oh well, we know you lo- you love the death <laughs> death stories. I I do. There's something about them. Something like poignantly, um, tragically beautiful in in um, in a sad demise sorry um but it's it's very um, evocative and inspiring but it's another reason why i should be designing the curriculum i have a i have a passion for redesigning the school curriculum Obviously. for secondary school listen who and doesn't? one of one of the big things that we need in a school curriculum is teaching kids how to handle cash because it is one of the only life skills that is going to stand to you every single day of your life and if you don't know how to do it properly, you're not going to minimize. You're going to you're going to minimize rather your potential. And it's really silly to go out in the world and make money without knowing how to make money and knowing how to, to grow money. And that is a basic skill that we need kids to be learning properly. Ooh. I have 10 other skills that I would like them to learn, but that's one of them. That's the main one. Um, cooking is a really is maybe the main one. And they should be really good drivers by the time they, they graduate from school as well. Okay. I have a whole curriculum designed. Oh, very good. You must yes. do, let's do that podcast. <laughs> Neve's solution. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. But there's just stuff that you should come out of school knowing how to do and handle finances. It's something I had to learn later, but I learned it like too late. Not too late, but it, it would have been more useful to have, have that information in my early 20s. Yeah, it's also, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm i of the view that if you have money, you should probably spend it and enjoy it rather than necessarily save it. I think that you should know how to, I think you should have the options to do both. Yeah. I think you should kind of, I think a financial education, whether you want to use it or not, and I feel like it should be available to more people. Yeah. It's a tough gig out there. Oh, it is. Let me tell you. <laughs> yes. Is that your, is that your, um, your wild card, by the way? No, but uh, let's let's move on to yours. <laughs> Where the hell did we get onto that? If that's I don't know. not bankrupt celebs. Oh, okay, fair enough. Poor old celebs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do your wild card first, because I keep cutting you off. No, yours are always better than mine. Go on. Well, I'll do mine very quickly, and uh, another sad story. Oh God, um, maybe I'll do. Yeah. No, okay, go ahead. Barack Obama shares news of White House dog Bo's passing. Beautiful Bo has passed away, the Portuguese water dog, who was a gift to the Obamas from the late Senator Edward Kennedy. And he just made their whole presidency so much more wonderful because Bo was absolutely fabulous. He has another dog who he got in 2013, so Sonny is younger. But poor old Bo died of cancer and it was terribly sad. Uh, Obama described him as a true friend and a loyal companion. He tolerated all the fuss that came with being in the White House, had a big bark but no bite, loved to jump in the pool in summer, was unflappable with children, lived for scraps around the dinner table and had great hair. Because of course Obama would end it with the 
a really brilliant, <laughs> funny thing. He did have great hair. Um, Michelle, I found out about this on Instagram because Michelle wrote a beautiful tribute to her, her lovely dog. And it's it made me cry because uh, <laughs> I do love dogs. And uh, no one was happier than Bo, apparently, that everybody was at home for his last year during the pandemic. So he had a nice time with all his people under one roof again. So big love to Bo, who is a, a wonderful animal. Here, here. Here, here. You're nearly, you're nearly going now, aren't you? I can see you. <laughs> Get the hanky out. Look at that, my nasty little yapper <laughs> over in the corner, and I'm imagining a day without it, which is very sad. Yeah. Okay. I, I, well, that was a very uplifting kind of an episode. <laughs> Absolutely. What was Come it about? Death depressed. and death, and then more death. Death, death, and death. Yes, very true. I like yes. what you, I like what you did there. I hope we've time for your fucking wild card. Have I cut you off again? We 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 don't. It's twenty. We're twenty nine minutes. In. <laughs> um. So I'll save it, which is great for next week. I was just going to please go first. I'll I'll do it next okay. week. I was just going to have a have a rant, uh, but oh, I think we I need to I need to do some some fun stuff before I get to this rant. So I next like your rants, next though. week. I, love <laughs> I feel like we've been denied so much i love an owl rant well to be fair normally we'd be sitting down having the cup of coffee and having having real rants and not stuff that we could probably say uh on on a podcast but uh this uh no it was just a rant about motorbike driving which i which i will do next week interesting because i live with a motorbike driver and i I like and i live with a a really safe motorbike driver who's always is very careful and slow and then is um a nerd about it and i have a brother who's threatening to become a motorbike driver and i doubt that he'll be as cautious so I have, yeah, it's, it's you know, something I feel very strongly about. You well, safe out there. It's friggin' dangerous what you're doing. It is. Unless, unless you're very, very, very careful. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, I well, just know, I know so many people have had terrible accidents, like terrible accidents on those bikes. Um, but they looked cool. Oh, well then. Isn't that the main thing? But these terrible accidents. Careful. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe I won't talk about it next week. I want. I can't wait for your rant. Okay. I really look forward to your rant. We we will do that next week. Have you anything else before we finish up? We're just over thirty, which is great. That is it for the day. Okay. May I apologise most sincerely for the um, the lack of upliftingness of this particular episode. I'm not sorry. I think it's important <laughs> to. to Talk about the truth. <laughs> okay. We're all going to die, lads. We're all going to heaven. Uh, okay. Thanks for that. The, the four, okay. li- four listeners we have have just gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was, Go and get vaccinated so uh, that you don't, you don't die. I will, I will try my best. Yeah. Um, right. Your suggestions or stories are welcome at look at, at uniquemedia.ie. You can follow us on Twitter. Look at, pod, at look at podcast. I was going to say .ie, but it's not. Where um, social media mail will, will, will tell us what you say and we'll take no notice thanks social media mail you're appreciated and yeah valued. she's beating me up Very again about beating me up about you again she can't get you because yeah. you don't read your bloody <laughs> your things uh, you can sus- subscribe Sorry. or leave a rating or review at your podcast platform of choice that's it I thank think. you that's um, it I, I've been Al Dunn I'm Neve Bennett we'll see you next week Bye. Look it. 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 Look